Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Spotlight Edition. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez. Guys, as you can tell by the thumbnail, my guest this week is the Barbie killer herself, the straight edge ass kicker, Haley Shadows. Yes. Oh, this has been a long time coming, actually. I've been wanting to reach out to Haley for a while. But then, like, something just bebops in and somebody gets a spot. And I don't like having people booked for a long time because then they forget this, that, and the other. But Haley put something on her socials, and I'm like, yes, this is the time. Haley's opened a spot for Can Crushers to reach out and grab her. And we did. We did. We're going to make this happen. I'm excited. We're going to be able to talk to Haley Shadows about her 10-plus years of wrestling. And I have an amazing fact here with my notes that we'll get into it. We'll get into it when you get into the podcast. So... Haley Shadows is on the line waiting, but we have to do a couple cool things first. We have to tell you about collar and elbow. All the cool kids are wearing collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, sweats, all that cool stuff. You can too if you go to collarandelbowwrestling.com and use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. You will save 10%. That's pretty awesome. Head over to our website, which is cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers and you can check out our wood maneuver page you can check out our other page that has our tumblers and you know cool stuff like that so you can as you're wearing your collar and elbow and wood maneuver shirts and all that other cool things you can drink your beverage i'm not saying what kind of beverage but you can drink your beverage out of a can crushers tumbler that would be awesome guys you know where to find us instagram iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, the list goes on and on. I know, I conglomerated all of them, but anywhere there's socials, it's at CanCrusher69, Apple Podcast, yeah. And if you want to be part of the show, CanCrusher69 at gmail.com, and we'll set you up or slide into some of our DMs. You know how it works. Come on, you're smart. You're wrestling fans. Yes, we got this. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. Remember, the promo code is CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. And then uh, Haley is ready to tell us her story. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product 
that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. You heard in the intro how excited I was to have the Barbie killer, the straight edge ass kicker, Haley Shadows, come on the show. Haley, welcome to Can Crushers. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm stoked. I, I really am. I kind of told everybody in the beginning that the story I told you that uh, I was going to reach out to you, but then things got busy, and then you were busy, and this and that, and I'm like, ah, oh, she posted that. So that means, Mark, open your eyes up and grab Haley because she's ready to be on Can Crushers now, essentially, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I uh, had to take, like, a little break uh, from the road pretty much because of COVID and everything. But, like, now that everything's pretty much opening up and stuff, I get to, like, be on the road more. So when I'm, like, on the road for long periods of time, like, that's, like, my favorite time, I think, to do, like, podcasts and stuff because it's, like, I have so much like undivided attention just to do podcasts and stuff. So I knew I was going to be on the road for quite a while these past few days. So I like posted that and got like a lot of feedback. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Are you, are you on your way to Dallas? Can you give us that spoiler? Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm actually leaving Florida right now and uh, going back to Kentucky where I live at. So I've been on the road like, quite a bit here recently i did a show in michigan um that was like five ish hours from where i stay at and then pretty much as soon as i got home i like turned around and like went down to florida and that's like a nine ten hour drive so now i'm on my way back to kentucky oh god i I, yeah i know the pennsylvania to kentucky drive because i've been down there a few times and it's it's a grueling seven hours through ups and downs and trees and nothingness. And I'm like, this is the worst trip ever. Al better be doing something for me. Or, you know, Chad Miller that was with OVW. Even to see stupid Daniel Spencer, I would make the trip. But still. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm from New York originally. So, like, from New York to where I live in Kentucky, it's about 12 hours roughly. And um, before I started wrestling, I didn't travel at all. Like 30 minutes to an hour was my limit. And then once I moved, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to get used to this. And then just wrestling kind of built me up better like on the road and stuff. So anything that's like under like double digit hours, I'm like, oh, this ain't anything. So I I, uh, grew with that. It's it's all it's almost like a peaceful you know you're driving by yourself or do you have you know a companion or anything with you but it, it's just like peaceful just going you know you're getting to your destination slowly. Oh oh yeah like and honestly like I'm a huge fan of music too so like anytime I'm like on the road it's like if like a artist or a band or whatever like comes out with a new album like I take that time to just like listen to it and. I've been listening to like a lot of like podcasts and stuff lately too, just to like refresh my memory of like certain things with wrestling and just like learn new stuff too. So I uh, definitely take time to listen to music and podcasts pretty much the whole time. 
Nice. All right, we'll get into more music, though. Let's do the rewind to when there was a little Haley Shadows out in the world just finding this. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. What the hell are we getting into? (laughs) Who first introduced you to this crazy business of wrestling? Mom, Dad, Uncle Joe? Um, probably my mom, honestly. Uh, we were in Oklahoma at the time, and I was about, like, a year and a half, and, uh, my mom was just, like, flipping through TV, and originally, she wants to put on football, and she, like, was skipping through the channels, and, like, wrestling came on, and at the time, like, my mom grew up watching it, too, so, like, she put it on for a second, and I guess she saw that I was, like, immediately, like, intrigued by it. And in her mind, she was like, hell no. Like, I don't want my daughter watching this. So she skipped it to football. And uh, according to her, I, like, threw a fit. Like, started crying and everything. So she put it back on wrestling. And, like, it caught my attention. And then it became, like, a weekly thing after that. So That's crazy at that young. I, mine was, like, six with my grandfather or something like that. You're You're just... A legit baby yet holy cow yeah 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 it was um it's crazy because like um just like other wrestling friends and like even friends that just like watch wrestling you know, like oh yeah i started watching it when like you know like early 2000s stuff like that i'm like no man i've been watching this since like 93 94 so right uh, that's my time was, yeah introduced to me yeah so it was like introduced to me at like a really young age and it's been love at first sight you know and it, it stayed that way ever since what what's the first thing you remember though because you clearly can't remember what was on that day right um it was steve austin actually oh, um, of course it was i can't remember like yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact match or anything like that, but I do remember seeing him, and like that's what really like brought my attention to it. And then, as I got older, he stayed my favorite, and it just got worse and worse. Um, me like literally being like five or six years old and getting sent to the principal's office, and my mom would have to come and get me because I was flipping off kids on the playground and stuff. Um, so it, it definitely became like an instant inspiration from Steve Austin. To, to flip off six-year-olds. That's I, Oh, yeah. I'm in love yeah, with you now. Sure. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God. I remember, like, being really young and my mom getting so frustrated because it's literally, like, midnight, and I'm, like, six years old, like, practicing this done around, like, my, like, those little wrestling buddies that, yes. like, yell out and stuff every time you beat them up. Yeah. Like, I would be practicing, like, stunners on, like, my Sting and my DDP buddies, and my mom would walk in, and I would, like, immediately pretend to be asleep on the floor and she knew that like I wasn't you know and she's like okay we can't be doing this and she would try to ground me from it and it just it never worked this is stuck in my head were you taking milks during lunch and then smashing them together drinking them like stone cold as well okay I didn't do it with milk um there used to be in the 90s there was like these barrel juices that was like WWF themed and it had like vader and the undertaker and mankind and stuff on the caps i know them well i bought a case of those by the way yeah yeah it was those (laughs) (laughs) good good (laughs) so stone cold's definitely a favorite definitely wouldn't have pulled that out of you but who else did you trickle towards watching as a young age um dx was definitely like a, a big thing for me too um i remember like seeing china for the first time i believe i was like 
six or seven and like just having this mindset of like I feel like normal six or seven year olds would be like kind of intimidated by her but like it was the polar opposite for me like I was like oh my god like she's beating up the guys and she's like their size um she was definitely one that I latched on to as a kid and then eventually like the Hardy Boys and I really got into um like watching the Undertaker too um and then just getting older and stuff was uh like Eddie Guerrero and Edge and uh seeing Jeff Hardy do more of like the face paint thing too uh definitely like trickled on to like stuff that I do in like my career and stuff like that but like Lita and Victoria and Trish and them too I latched on I think uh, at one point here in the near future of this podcast, I tell you who I think you are after watching some matches and everything. I think I have it pinpointed, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Uh, So at such a young age, you knew you were going to be a wrestler. And, and, And I hear this all the time. I knew my first match watching it. All right, you really did. But you literally knew at such a young age that this was your path? Like, did you, I, I don't know your personal or anything. Did you go to a, any college or anything or you just skipped right? Because you've been wrestling. You're, first of all, you're still young. You're younger than me. You're still young in the business and everything, but you've been in the business for about 10 years, right? Yeah. You started yeah, young. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in high school, like I try to do like a bunch of sports and stuff just because like my biggest thing was just like, buying all the vcr and like dvd tapes of uh wrestler biographies and like their biggest thing was like just staying athletic and like doing sports and stuff so that was like something that i tried to do throughout high school and stuff um my family obviously wanted me to go to college and was like oh in case this doesn't work out or you get hurt and like you can't do it anymore like you need something to fall back on well like in my mind i was like okay if for some reason I couldn't wrestle anymore. I still wanted to do something within wrestling, whether it was training or having my own show or production, literally anything that had to do with wrestling. That was like my like plan A, B, C, D. So I didn't go to college. Um, there, I mean, there were a couple things that kind of like spiked my interest a little bit, but it was like, I knew my family would definitely be helping me like pay for it. And it would be my time too. So it was like, I had this mindset where it was like, if I went to college, ultimately I'd be wasting like my family's money, like my time when I could just like work and save and just like get out of where I was uh, living. Cause it's a very, very small town and there's like no wrestling opportunities there and um, just go to like a training school. So I ended up working three jobs um, for two years. I graduated in 2010 and I ended up moving to Louisville in 2012. So I worked three jobs and just like saved a bunch. And my mom and my grandparents helped me. And I ended up uh, making like the down payment for my school at OVW and getting an apartment down there. And I don't live in Louisville anymore, but I haven't left Kentucky since. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I love Kentucky the few times I've been down there because yeah. you being from up north as well, it, we got another three inches of freaking snow today which is disgusting Man. within it yeah right yeah. it's the end of march come on it's over with it's, yeah. it's, three yeah. inches of snow cripples kentucky cripples oh, it yeah like and that's crazy too because i actually i left for florida um like a few days ago and on my way to florida 
I have like family sending me pictures and stuff of the snow in New York. But then my mom uh, ended up moving from New York to Kentucky a couple of years after I moved. And she's sending me pictures and stuff like from Kentucky. And she was like, dude, like we just got like rain and sleet and snow all within an hour. And I'm like, what? what is even like going on right now when I go to Florida and it's like 75 and sunny. So I'm like kind of dreading going back to Kentucky right now. But I think next week it's supposed to be like 75 to 80 and stay that way. But Kentucky, like it's great, but the weather sucks because it's like you get all four seasons within like a week. As opposed to like New York, if it's cold, it pretty much stays that way until it's not anymore. Kentucky messes with my allergies real bad, but it ain't too bad. It's definitely a lot different than where I was raised in New York, for sure. Yeah, I would imagine your New York weather is the same thing that we have here in Pennsylvania, for sure. It's just cold. Uh, yeah, yeah, miserably cold until August, essentially. Yeah, So much. why did you pick... I know the answer to this, but I want everybody else to hear this. Why did you pick OVW? Because there's other there's other places, even closer to New York and maybe uh, Michigan or something like that. What was your, I'm going to OVW? Um, Actually, so I have always been like a diehard like WWE fan. Like I had no idea that like the Indies existed. Um, I didn't really watch like Impact or it was called like TNA at the time. I didn't really watch that really. It was just like my whole life was WWE. So I ended up making a Twitter account uh, strictly for this reason. I ended up like spamming a bunch of wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers that came from WWE and just like, uh, shortly, like, describe, like, my situation, like, how I've always wanted to wrestle and how old I was and where I lived and where I should go, and I sent out a bunch of messages, and the only wrestler that messaged me back, actually, was Victoria, and uh, she told me to go to OVW. She also told me to go to college uh, before I went. Um, I think that was just, like, the, the experience, like, that in her to be, like, hey, you know, like, there's, like, a good chance that, like, this might not be like cracked out for you. So like, just take that into consideration, but I didn't listen. I just went, um, but I ended up doing my homework on OVW and realizing who all came from that school. And, uh, OVW is known as like the Harvard of wrestling schools. And I like firmly believe that, like, just when you walk in the place, there's pictures of like, like every person that ever made it from there. And just like the product that they put out, um, so I ended up going down and sitting in on like a training class and just basically watching like what all they were doing and what I was going to like be taught how to do and what they expected out of me. And uh, my trainer, uh, he doesn't train there anymore. Um, but the trainer at the time was Nick, Den- Nick Densmore, also known as Eugene. Um, he was there. And he was great, you know, like he, he sat down with me and like he pretty much just had me ask him whatever. And of course, I asked all the fan base questions like, how many titles have you held? And of like, course. <laughs> like, like all, all this stuff, like not, not knowing like the, the inside of wrestling, but it was like an immediate thing where I think my mom knew that like that was it, but she, she was terrified. Like, cause you hear the ring, you see like, these guys getting slammed and you see them like actually in pain, like, Oh my God, like this for real hurts, you know? And my mom just looked over at me and she's like, 
are you sure like you're cut out for this and I was like if I'm not I'm gonna die trying you know so I ended up going down there in uh April and then uh actually moving down in June so it was it was quickly after that that it was just like all right I'm I'm gonna beat myself up for the rest of my life so let's go and you love it and you love it so don't lie Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's definitely a love relationship, you know? Like, I, I love it during the moment and, like, the, the hype before and everything like that. But, man, I get up the next day and I'm like, man, this sucks so bad. But meanwhile, during the day, I'm, like, thinking of, like, new moves to practice and stuff, you know? So it's never ending. You talked about Eugene and you sitting in a mat in a in a training session. When I was down there with Al and Chad when they had their first combine, I sat in a training session and Al's throwing them through the, everything, the, the ringer. Do this, do that, do this, do that. And you see the kids there. Some of them are there still. Some of them aren't. He's like, all right, five-minute water break. These kids just sit instantly. Oh, and then Al just starts regurgitating stuff to them. I don't know if some of them are paying attention or not, but I'm sitting outside the Davis Arena where you know the crowd, the crowd sits because I'm – just being a mark, me, Mark, just sitting there, and I'm listening to Al, and these kids are like, and Al's just talking, and I'm like, I'm learning more from listening to Al essentially yell and teach these kids at the same time, and their their heads are just spinning. They're going like, holy shit, I thought it was a five-minute water break. It, it is move-wise, right. but it's not learning-wise. Right. Was Dinsmore the same way? Oh, yeah, like, well, <laughs> Nick, uh, I think in a way, like, took me under his wing um, because I was pretty much the only girl in his class. Um, and I I broke down to him, like, multiple times, like, look, like, this isn't just, like, a training thing for me. Like, this isn't, like, okay, I want to train for a couple months, have my first match, and that's it. Like, this is literally something I want to do for the rest of my life, whether I financially make a career out of it or not. So I was very like hungry for just like the, the physicality, but also like the knowledge behind it too. And I feel like knowledge wise, I caught on a lot quicker, I think. Um, and I think he like kind of understood that too, because it got to the point where it was like the first day I met him, it was like, okay, how many titles did you win? But then a couple months later, I'm like, okay, I need help with like character work, like my, my facials and how I move around the ring. And like, I think he really took into consideration that it was like, I was more or less trying to get like extra credit in a way. Like I always wanted to learn. And I think like we, we had a really good class when I was there. Um, I honestly believe it's like me and one other person in that class that wrestles uh, still. Um, and there, there was like 15, 20 of us. Um, so that just like goes to show how hard this shit is. Like yeah. a lot of people don't get it, but it, it's hard. Like it's, it's easy getting your foot in the door, but it's actually like staying there and actually opening the door and like going in is what like is probably the hardest, but Nick, he, he was great. Like he made us do the drills and there, there were times where he would not, let us stop until all of us puked and like to a lot of people they're like man like that's harsh but like looking back on it now i understand like why he did it because he wanted to see if like this is something we really wanted and 
Like I appreciate it so much now because like it sucked. It definitely sucked, but it was one of those things where like, even though I'm like puking my brains, I'm like, dude, like I wouldn't do this for anything else. This and is he, awesome. I love puking yeah. in a ring. Right. Yeah. So like he, he definitely worked us like physically to the like bone pretty much, but he also would be like, all right, like the last 30 minutes or last like 20 minutes, we're going to sit in the ring and like, I'm going to ask you guys questions and we're just, we're just going to talk. And he actually helped me a lot too, because like I was training there and helping them set up the ring. And I did camera work there um, running around the ring during TV and giving water to the boys and stuff like that. But like on the weekends, like if OVW didn't have house shows, cause we did them at the time, like he would have me like, basically like drive him to like other indie shows so like i got pretty much like extra knowledge because he he would be like hey like are you open like this saturday and i'd be like oh yeah definitely like where are we going and like i never drove on a highway by the way until nick and oh god I, yeah and i was scared to death and he he forced me like he was like look this is what we're gonna do you know and he he helped me and there there were times man where like we'd be on the road and he'd be like hey can you stop at the airport real quick like we're gonna pick someone up i'd be like cool and then billy gunn gets in my car and i'm like what the hell like nervous as hell because i'm like driving these guys but then at the same time like they're just telling me these stories and like just like educating me so i'm like 19 20 getting like training like two to four days a week and then also helping out with OVW. But then my other days, like I'm giving like Nick rides to shows and just like picking his brain. So I, I think I got like a little more than like what other people were getting because like not to be like a dick, but like they just like weren't hungry enough. Like it was they were content with doing like two to four hours of training a week and then that was it but like i was just like no like give me everything so nick nick saw that i think and he was just like all right like i'm i'm gonna give you this until (laughs) until you can't take it anymore and 10 years later i'm still sending nick matches and messaging him and being like hey like can you tell me what sucks and what doesn't and i i'm always um hitting up nick and just like asking his input for sure so much out of that. Uh, quickly, so Nick's probably one of your, if not the best friend in, in wrestling that you have. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I definitely look up to Nick a lot. Um, I've gained, like, a lot of friendships in the business that I'm so grateful for. Um, but I also think that Nick is one of those just because, like, he was, like, my first trainer. So it was, like, he's not afraid to be, like, brutally honest with me. And I got that with, like, a couple other, like, trainers and, like, vets that have wrestled longer than I've been alive. Um, but you know, there's, there's people that will watch your match and be like, Oh yeah, everything was great. But like, no, it wasn't like, there's always something to nitpick, you know? So like, I, I'm very, very grateful that I have like people like Nick and like a couple others that are just like, Hey, like, just so you know, this was good. This was awful. You need to work on this. And this is why. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful for Nick. 
that that's awesome. That that was in itself. That story covers this podcast because I didn't know uh, Nick was your trainer. I didn't. I don't deep dive into information anymore because I like hearing it um, from you or whoever I'm talking to. I I really didn't. So that's cool. Uh, I always have respect for him. the The way he pulled off all his characters, uh, he was full fledged. I'm speaking that he's passed, so I, I that I, not speaking like that. I don't mean it like that. But when he was doing his characters, he uh, he was all in about everything yeah. he did. Uh, you could tell that he was in the business for the business of entertaining and, you know, beating people up and wrestling and stuff. Right. And like that, that's the crazy thing too. Like where I grew up in New York, uh, the closest, like bigger city we had, uh, Binghamton, New York, they would come to like that arena, um, when I was younger and wrestle and stuff. And I remember meeting Nick, uh, when I was like way younger and he was doing the Eugene character and like, even when he was signing autographs, he was still in character, which is something that, like, looking back on it now, a lot of people really weren't in tune with. It was like they were that character on camera, and then off camera they they were, you know, just who they were. And Nick really followed through with all that. So I, I don't know, just like... I respect that. As, as a fan, yeah, yeah I still... I don't, I don't want to say this mean. When I meet you, I want to meet right. Haley. Right. I, I don't want to, right. uh, your, whatever the hell your name is, I don't want to meet that person. I know Haley. Right. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see Bob the Builder. Right. And, like, honestly, like, that's, like, one thing that I always try to, like, take into consideration, too. Like, I guess from where I've been a fan, like, an actual fan for so long, and, like, I got to be like four years old and like meet like Kane during like meet and greets and stuff and like just random wrestlers and like I remember like meeting Kane and like meeting Victoria and like doing meet and greets and like they legitimately scared the shit out of me yeah and like and like now it's almost like not taking away from like any wrestler or anything like that but I feel like most of the time now with like meet and greets it's just like not that they're like you know, as big as they are on TV or anything like that, but you kind of forget the character a little bit and you're like, Oh, like they're cool. Just like me, which is in a way great because, you know, like fans are like, wow, like they're just like you and me, but it, you're taking away like the, the color of the character, I think. So like anytime I'm like selling merch or like doing like, like a VIP, like meet and greet before certain shows and stuff like that. I'm obviously not going to be in your face, like screaming and stuff like I do in the ring, but I definitely try to, I, I don't know. Like I try to like meet in the middle, like be like, okay, yeah, like I'll take this picture with you, whatever, whatever. But I also try to like still incorporate like the Haley shadows character just because like, whether you're like eight or 80, like I want you to like walk away from like seeing my match and like potentially like meeting me and being like, wow, like that, like that's who she is as a person, you know? So I I definitely am grateful, honestly, that I've been a fan for as long as I have because I feel like I get to take just, like, little things from when I was little and, like, remember it now and be like, oh, I, I could definitely kind of incorporate that in what I'm doing right now. Wow. Uh, again, you, you were just leading me to so many. I want to reverse back one more time to training because you said Nick made you – you know, throw up and everything. Did you, one, did you see the numbers dwindle because of that? And two, 
Uh, was there ever a moment in your training saying, oh, he, he, he's got me this time. Uh, I'm going to go home and maybe take a week off and not go back or something. Um, honestly, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like training definitely had like its pros and cons for sure. Like I, I feel like it wouldn't be normal if I didn't say that there wasn't a point where I was like, okay, like my cut out for this. Like there, there were times where like, I would go back to my apartment in Louisville and be like, man, am I cut out for this? Like, am I really like going to be any good? Cause there, there were certain things I like couldn't get like bumping. I couldn't really get like the first time I ran the ropes. Like I literally almost like busted my neck. Like I almost fell through the ropes, you know? And it, certain days just sucked, you know, but I think even, even now, like being out of that element and like doing matches and stuff, like there's times where I think any wrestler really like gets in their head and they're like, damn, like kind of have like a hate love relationship for this, but it, it gets to the point where even, even in tough times, like during training and stuff, like I, I remember like when I was a year and a half and like what got me into this and when I was five and 10 and 15 and stuff like that, where it was like, I like will forever have like this ever loving, like burning passion for wrestling. So it was like, got to a point where I just got, I want to say like so aggressive with like my passion where it was like, I don't even care. Like how many times you make me squat or how many times you make me puke. Like how many times like the wind's going to get knocked out of me literally for bumping wrong or something like I'm still going to get up and I'm still like going to give you everything because like at the end of the day, like I did so much to get there. So I was like, there, there's going to be absolutely no way that I'm stopping. Good. Good. I I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Uh, All right. This is a point that a while ago we said we're going to transition. I want to know who Haley shadows is to you. But this is where I'm going to give you the three from the matches kind of that I've watched and, you know, some of your promos and stuff. So these people, you've mentioned most of them. Um, I see Lita in you because of the moves and stuff like that. I see Lita in you. Definitely Jeff Hardy, um, half the face paint. So that kind of trickled into, you know, so they go hand in hand. And the other one, because you're screaming and you're a little bit crazy and da-da-da-da-da, Gangrel. Those oh, are the wow, three yeah. that I, I, I put into your, you know, little thing. How close am I? Now you can shit on me and say, nope, that's none of them. Uh, no, um, no, I definitely can, like, see all three of those, honestly, uh, like, incorporating in, like, my character work. I like to, honestly, like, looking back on certain things and just, like, right now, like, in current matches, like, there's certain things that I, like, would like to... I guess, like, portray, like, Steve Austin, like I said, has, like, always been, like, a huge inspiration and, like, not that, you know, I'm straight edge, I don't drink alcohol or anything like that, but, like, just his attitude that he brought, um, whether he was baby or heel, like, as soon as he hit the ring, like, you know, oh, man, like, he's about to kick someone's ass, and that's kind of, like, what I like to portray, um, and honestly, whether I'm a baby or a heel, uh, as long as I know that it's, like, okay uh for that show specifically because i know like on the indies like certain shows like not a lot of curse and stuff like that Um, if i know that it's like tolerable at the show 
uh, chances are whether I'm a baby or a heel, uh, someone's getting flipped off. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, yeah. So, so I like to incorporate Steve Austin for sure. But, um, I like to like, honestly, I kind of like to feel out certain things. Like I've been really trying to, I want to say kind of like incorporate old school undertaker a little bit too, just as far as like, when he when he was doing um when he was like in the big stable and like he was like the ministry of like, darkness like, type yeah okay. like w- yeah like where he was pretty much like the leader of like a cult essentially like that's kind of like my mindset with certain things where it's like i might i might not move super fast but like i want to be like creepy and like when i hit something i want it to be almost devastating like oh my god like i think she might have really like, killed this person you know so i really I don't know. I really try to break it down um, just as far as like entrances and moves and just like selling. And like, even when I pin stuff like that, like I really now I think I'm trying to bring in like the, the art of it really. So like Steve Austin and undertaker and honestly, in a way I would like to say like the, the demon part of like Finn Balor too. I like to study a lot and really try to, incorporate that because most of the time i crawl to the ring and stuff so yep. like so i i kind of try to incorporate that too but i you're pretty head-on with certain things i honestly wouldn't even have thought of game girl but now that you say it like especially the new brood exactly he did, yes like that that that's one of my favorite stables like as a kid like my mom would get so mad i'd have like red kool-aid and just like spit it in the living room and she's like dude what the hell are you doing so like I, I definitely can see where that plays into because Gangrel was the man when he did all that for sure. I just put this new carpet down. Damn it. Yeah, no, stop? Li- literally. Literally. She would get so mad. She's like, you just stained your brand new shirt. That's great. Like <laughs> the, the patience my mom had is unbelievable. So once you went full bore, I do want to talk about mom for five seconds, if you don't mind. Once you go full bore into this, mom is on board and waving the flag and making merch for you and everything or is she just like okay i don't know yet um my mom was definitely on board um i don't know if that was because she believed in me or she she didn't have a choice or both um but i got really really lucky actually because my mom knew from a very young age and you know we had family and her friends being like dude like you need to tell your child to go to college and like think of something realistic. But my mom was very, very amazing with stuff like that. Like she was like, Nope, this is who she is. Like, this is what she's always wanted to do. And I would much rather her at least try with something she's passionate about than her not give a shit about something. And she's not passionate. So my mom always was like taking me to like every wrestling show, every meet and greet, um, like literally anything that she could do, uh, like literally down to like standing in the cold for like four or five hours for me to meet wrestlers and taking me to like Toys R Us to get action figures. And just like, as I got older, you know, like she would buy me the DVDs and the CDs and tickets to go to the shows. And as like it progressed into me wrestling, like she's like helped me like design like t-shirts and like, Anytime I have like a new t-shirt or something, she's like promoting it to like all of her friends and like always talking about me to her friends. And like, she's like, helped me like buy my merch. And I mean, honestly, like when I first started wrestling, like the whole inside of wrestling, it's not all like glitz and glamour, you know, like I would call her and being like, 
look, like I have like no money, like, and I need to make this show. Like I'm not making money from the shows right now. You know, like I'm just trying to get my name out there and she without fail, like she would just send me money so I could like go to these shows. And she's still like super supportive. Like there's, there's times for real where like, I'll just call her and I'm like, Oh my God, this is going on in my wrestling life right now. And I, I'll just talk to her about it, you know, and she, she gets so hype about it. Like she really does. Like when she goes to shows and stuff, like, she loves when I'm the bad guy because that that means that she gets to be the bad guy in the crowd and like oh, cheer of me, course. And, <laughs> you know. So so like her her and my grandparents are like super supportive, and uh, I'm like really really grateful for that because like wrestling is not something easy, more or less to like tell your family like, hey, this is what I want to do because like nine times out of ten, like families aren't going to support something that isn't like normal, you know. And a I doctor, got, lawyer, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I got I got really lucky with like my grandparents and my mom being like, look, like this is what you want to do. Then like, hell yeah, we're going to support you. Like if you need help, like just let us know. So they they're all still very supportive. Like my grandparents actually are coming down next week uh, from New York. And my grandma's like all hype about it because she's like, oh, my God, I get to go back to OBW and like cheer for you. And they're they're super supportive they have like every t-shirt i've ever came out with my grandma has like my wrestling pictures like framed up on the wall and like had me sign them and stuff like uh-huh. they're i love uh, grandma. Yeah, they're, yeah yeah they're my biggest supporters for sure like i definitely would not be who i am without them your hype squad your hype squad oh, oh yeah always always all right let's pause from wrestling for a minute and talk about some of this other stuff that you want to talk. and we'll get back to wrestling trust me um you talk about you're a huge music fan all right so what are you listening to right now what's your so many questions i'm gonna throw them all at you what are you listening to right now what's your hype backstage to get you ready for the match um most played song all of that stuff um well (laughs) i'm probably gonna get like a lot of hate for this but i don't really care uh i'm a huge fan of like machine gun kelly being like punk rock uh, he just came out with an album like the other day, and that's what I was listening to going to Florida. Um, the Chili Peppers are like my number one band, though. They're my all time favorite. Uh, as far as like what I listen to, like before I go out and like the music that gets me hype is like A Day to Remember in this moment, Pretty Reckless. Uh, Poppy, she actually sings like one of my theme songs. Uh, I Prevail, just stuff like that. But I, I have a very different music taste than most like i literally can be listening to like a day to remember and like avenge sevenfold and within like two three songs i'm listening to like shania twain so it's so it's very like diverse um but no i i like most of the time i like music that gets me very like hype and like ready to wrestle or lift um that's i don't know anything that's like warp tour themed like that's pretty much like my anthem every time i'm in the car or whatever but the chili peppers like they they're the top like nobody in my eyes can beat them so that's definitely my fave do you do you go by that you know the music that you listen to is the soundtrack of your life then essentially um yeah honestly like i feel like people that know me on like a personal level like they they know my moods by what i listen to like just just certain songs, you know, or like certain bands or whatever. Like if I'm listening to like, um, if I'm listening to like juice world or like Mac Miller or something that like, man, like 
are you sad today? Like, are you good? And then like, if I'm listening to like Avenged Sevenfold and like I prevail, like literally like someone will come up to me and be like, oh, so we're mad today, <laughs> you know? We're taking so on the world. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So just, you definitely can tell what kind of mood I'm in by the music I listen to. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I really am. I'm, I listen to some of those that you mentioned, but if I'm stupid or anything, get ready. Uh, I'll have legitimately like the Backstreet Boys on. If I'm in one of those yes. just stupid moods to be driving and piss people off on the road, I'm oh, listening definitely. to Backstreet Boys and dancing. They're like, what is this lunatic doing going down I-95 at 70,000 miles an hour dancing? You're out of my way now, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, literally, like, I was stuck in traffic going to Florida. I was in Alabama, I think. And I was in traffic for, like, an hour. And I was like, you know what? Like, whatever. And I just started playing, like, Spice Girls and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Smash Mouth. And I had my windows down jamming. And I literally had people on the highway laughing. The person in front of me rolled down their window and started jamming, too. Like, they were dancing to what I had playing. And I was like, that's what's up, like. I think, um, like, 90s music especially was, like, way ahead of its time. Like, and I don't know if it's because I was, like, born in the 90s, but I feel, like, way ahead of its time. Some of the greatest. It really is. Man, really. And, like, I don't know. Like, I always talk to people about, like, certain artists and stuff that I feel like should have, like, blown up way more like i feel like alanis morissette was so underrated like i feel like she yes. she should have blown up way more than what she did and like i'm honestly like i'm a huge fr- uh fan of lana del rey too and like i'll listen to her in the car and it's like i wish that she was like way bigger than what she is because it's like just her voice is like so ahead of what it should be like she's very like vintage sounding Mm -hmm. but just like the time frame that she really like popped off and stuff i'm just like man blown away i I could see you driving down the road listening to spice world or any yeah with you know half of your your face paint on and then you look over and you're like tell me what you want what you really want i'll be like what is that crazy lady doing Man, find me a good screamo cover of that song, and I promise you, I will gladly go to the ring. And I'm not even playing. Deal. Well, I'm gonna. I don't. I'll have friends write it up. Yes. Um. Another thing that you're very passionate about, and I am too. In fact, as you're listening to this podcast right now, folks, because you know it's recorded early, Mark is at the tattoo parlor right now. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I am working on a. It's a sticker sleeve of logos of professional wrestlers. And there's some that you might know on there, like The Rock and The Undertaker. And you've been in the ring with one of the people that's on my arm. Um, Ray Lynn is a huge... Yeah, uh, I got her. I love Ray Right? Uh, so I don't know what I'm getting right now because my tattoo artist is like, all right, this is the stickers you're getting today. Da, 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 and it's going to be a whole sleeve of sticker logos. It's yeah, but your tattoos, not sticker logos of wrestling stuff, but, uh, you're, you're huge into tattoos, right? Yeah, definitely. Which, what, what was your most painful one? Um, probably the one on the inside of my left arm. Um, I had so many people warn me before I got it done and they were like, look, you're probably going to get up and like want to take a break or walk out like this shit sucks. And I was like, no, no, like I have a high pain tolerance. He started and I was like, Oh my God, this sucks. And there was no relieving point. Most of the time when you get tattoos, like 
there are certain areas that's not as bad as before. No, that entire tattoo sucked. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a, I have a. You remember those rubber bands that you used to wear for like live strong or this that or the other? I have one that says. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have one for my grandmother that says love, hope, and then the, the breast cancer and her name's on the back on my wrist. <sighs> right where, you know, your your vein is. That is the worst. I, I stopped. Uh, I cried. I'm like, really? you have to stop doing this. He's like, I'm almost done. I'm like, I don't care. It sucks. You say that, I ended up um, getting my wrist tattoo too. And, like, people warned me about that. They were like, man, where the veins are, like, it sucks. Like, I literally was, like, watching him do it, and he was like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, because the last three tattoos I had prior to that one were, like, the worst. Like, it was, like, I didn't know if it was, like, okay, like, maybe I'm getting older, and, like, I just can't, like, take pain, or, like, it was, like, the general area. But when I got my wrist tattooed, it was honestly a relief. Like, I was like, whew, okay, this is, like, a cakewalk compared to, like, the last three that I got. So, I don't know. I think it depends on, like, the person, too, and, like, just, like, the general area. Because there's certain tattoos on me that, like, didn't hurt at all, but with other people, it was, like, excruciating. So, I think it just depends. I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to hear you say you cried a little bit, too, because guess where I'm going? Well, guess where I'm getting my tattoo right now today, folks? I know it's on the inside of my arm, so I'm going to probably be a... Well, see, like, your your wrist hurt really bad and mine didn't, and then the inside of my arm hurt, so maybe it might not, like, be that painful for you. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I'm going to call you back crying. Haley, this Yeah, please send me a video. I will. (laughs) Um... Video games? Are you a big video game guy? Guy. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're all the same. It's fine. I know. Um, I, yeah. Um, like certain certain games, I honestly like. It's funny, but like I can't play like Call of Duty and stuff. Like the the motion of it makes me sick, so I can't I can't play those. But I'm a huge uh, fan of like wrestling games, of course. Um, just like different sport games, like Madden. Oh, you're and, me like, then. And stuff yes. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like the kid in me, like I like playing like the, the SpongeBob games and like Mario Kart and stuff like that. So I like my music taste. I have like a taste for a little bit of everything really. Yeah. And you're, you're huge. I'm going to get all the whole list that you put up there. You're a huge Funko Pop collector. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I literally have like a room in my house specifically for them. Like I'm, I went to Florida, right. And my mom called me twice and was like you have packages at the door i had like three or four pop figures come in while i was gone um i have over 700 right now oh and of course this collection is anything and everything then right you're just not one thing oh god right yeah yeah like i i wish like i i wish that i was like nope this is like the only thing i'm like collecting but like no no like it's a little bit of everything i have like wrestling of course and then i have like uh horror movies musicians uh disney movies uh pretty much anything tim burton uh like nightmare before christmas and Coraline stuff like that so just a little bit of everything your realm is from one end to the other because if you're saying horror movies to disney is in same sentence that's unbelievable oh yeah 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 definitely like i literally have like scream and jigsaw and like michael myers but then like right next to it i have like lilo and stitch so in moana oh yeah no literally um 
Yeah, so I I have I want to say it's like seven fifteen or like seven twenty about right now. Do you have a goal for those? To to oh, like it, to stop like it, once I hit a thousand, I'm good. I have oh, to no, real stopping. Okay. Nope. nope. <laughs> and that's what's dangerous about it too. Like if they stopped making them. They're not you know, gonna. They're, that's I, a trillion oh, dollar yeah. business. New sports players yeah. are out every year. Do you buy sports ones then too? Um, a little bit. Like I, I'm one of those that would rather like play the sport than watch it. So like, really, the only ones that I collect sport wise is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously, like the the bigger like uh, athletes, like Michael Jordan and stuff like that. Like I'll collect, but. Uh, I, I don't go deep into, like, the soccer and, like, the NFL pops and stuff just because I don't really watch it, so I don't really know much of, like, who they are or anything. I I have a couple, okay, and they're all wrestling ones, but what's your fascination? And mine, my fascination is because of wrestling ones. Well, I have to have a wrestling one, and my wife's, it's, stop, stop, you have to stop. And I'm like, I can't, you know how I am. But what's your fascination with them to... Oh, yeah to have them do you do you just like the the head or what, what why i honestly i don't know like i know when i was younger uh beanie babies were like a big deal to me so i think like in a way it was just like this is like it's a transition a of, like beanie babies yes. yeah it's so tr- it's like i always i always collected uh like wrestling action figures too like i started collecting them when i was four and uh I took a break for a little bit, but I collect them still now, and like they're in my pop room too. So I think it's it's just like that little kid factor in me that's like I get hype about it. Like I go to conventions and like the Walmart like closest to my house, they're really good about like adding like new like Walmart exclusives and stuff. So like I get real hype about it, and I do like a lot of pre orders and stuff like that. So I think it's just like the little kid in me that's like, oh look, and like I don't take it out of the box or anything like that, but it's just. One of those things that, like, you get to, like, hold on to, like, that little, like, kid in you, you know? So, I think that's probably what it is. I, I agree. I, I agree. Quick story about that. Um, my best friend's parents owned a pizza shop in town, and he had to work there. So, it was, like, 10 o'clock when they were closing. Every Monday night, our Walmart, which is about an hour away, would get their truck. And we knew this. So, we'd close the pizza shop. I'd help them do whatever. And then we truck over an hour away, and the truck is just backing up. So it's Monday night. We're supposed to be at school the next day. F anything that's going on. We know the new Jax figures are going to be in this box. These Walmart people have now become accustomed to us coming. So they're digging the boxes out to get us the hell out of the way because we're not, like, in the back, but we're peeking in the door. Do you find a wrestling one where you find her? And this is like 95 because that's what we are. So I understand the whole wrestling, the, the wrestling ones. I do that. That was us. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like my mom, like she was great. Like there, cause like in the nineties and stuff, when they would release like new action figures, they had like the WWE shop magazines that would come out. They would be like, oh, like, this is when this one's releasing, whatever, whatever. Yep. And my mom would know, you know, like, I was, I would get the magazines every month and immediately that was the first thing I turned to. And I'd be like, oh, my God, mom, like, this series of, like, this specific one, like, this is what I want. My mom would take me to, like, Walmart or Toys R Us. Uh, I don't know if it was just, like, a northern thing or, like, 
uh, people on the South got it too, but uh, KB Toys. KB Toys. I knew you were going to mention that. Yeah. 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 Uh, That that was probably my favorite place to go because like they, they had like the single series and then, you know, you could get like the two packs and like I bought like the elimination chamber cage there and everything like that. So any anytime I knew that they were coming out with like new Jax figures or like Mattel or whatever, like I was like huge into being one of the first ones to get them. Yep. Uh, I want to make some references to some names because we're going to transition back over to wrestling. You, you've been around ten years, but you you've fought and you know been in the ring with some amazing names, and now you're almost transitioning in. I, Slap me through the phone if you want, but you're transitioning to the next generation that's coming because you have, you know, Jesse Bell, you have Heidi Lovelace. Guys, look up if you don't know who it is. Come on, I'm just using these names because that's who you wrestled them. Um, Amazing Maria, you know, Ray Lynn, Scarlett. Now you have these names coming up that you're in the ring with as well. Uh, Dream Girl Ellie, Hollywood, Charlie Cruel, uh, Shauna Reed. Do you do you think again you're young? I want to continue to say that you're young, but do you think that you're almost like an elder states person now? Come on, I mean, Amazing Maria in Hollywood. We oh, yeah. we know that we we can put it together. If people don't understand what I'm trying to say, um, look it up. I'm not going to give it completely away, but Amazing Maria and Hollywood are uh, one in the same essentially. So. Right. Uh, Haley is definitely like a younger version of Maria, just like in a like new generation form for sure. Like same attitude and everything, just oh, like yeah. a different look, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think in a way, um, just because like I've been grateful, like within my time of like wrestling, just like the locker rooms that I've got to be a part of, and just like the people that I've got to learn from, I get to take that knowledge and like base it on like newer talent um that haven't gotten all of that experience yet which is like cool in a way like i guess i never really thought about it but i didn't think i would be one of those that like people came up to and like asked me for advice or like hey can you watch my match and let me know what you think which is like a really cool feeling because it's like people actually trust and like believe in you and your work so that's that's really cool but uh no i I, I think just because of, I guess, how long I've been doing it and, like, who I got to work with and work under and stuff like that, that other people are kind of, like, aware of that in a way. So I get to help, like, newer talent and, like, even talent that's, like, been around for a while. They just haven't had that chance to get that kind of, like, knowledge and stuff yet. So I get to, like, help a little bit of everyone, but also, like, learn at the same time. So it's really cool. With you being in Louisville, um, I'll say it correctly now that I've been there. Um, do you are you gonna kind of hitch your tail to OVW more? Because again, there were some times that you were off OVW or on OVW, but you're but you're more consistent now. Are you calling that a home base a little bit now? Yeah, uh, I took some much needed time away uh, for a little bit just to kind of figure out who I was. And then I feel like I pretty much did that. So now I'm back at OVW for uh, long term. And I've 
I've been calling at my home base for a couple months now just because I'm there like weekly or monthly or whatever. So uh, I'm I'm glad to be back, though. I feel like since uh, Al has gotten a hold of it, it's it still has like the same roots, you know, like the name is still there. But Al is putting his spin on it. And I feel like his spin is definitely working just because just it's a different feel and like a different vibe. And we have really really good talent there and just how many eyes you're watching us now is really cool because i trillions I don't think trillions yeah yeah i don't think it's ever been this high in numbers at all so just being able to like be a part of that and like having al control all of that essentially and like being able to be a part of that is really awesome do you have any funny al stories you want to throw them under the bus Oh my god, man! Like this guy is a maniac. Like, who? Like, genuinely, like the person that he he was like with WWE and stuff. Like, that's literally him as a person. Like, he's a fucking weirdo. Like, there's uh these magnets backstage in the production room, and like the magnets are like uh like uh a face really. So it's like you have like two like huge eyes and a mouth and whatever, right? Well, I'm sitting in there one day in production just because like. I like learning like a little bit of everything. So I'm sitting there in production and Al has like the headset on, you know, and he's just like talking through the headset, like to the camera guys and the ref and stuff. And he's freaking out because nobody's hearing him or listening, whatever. And he starts freaking out. Well, all of a sudden he like turns to the right of him, starts talking to like this filing cabinet where there's like magnetic faces. And I'm like, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, this is my new girlfriend. Like, she's the only one that listens to me. And immediately it just, like, hit me. And I was like, so is this, like, the the new version of, like, the mannequin head? Like, what? Like, what is this, you know? And, like, he just started laughing. Like, he, like, that's honestly just, like, who he is as a person. Like, he's, he's very down to earth and goofy, but, like, serious at the same time. Like, he, he's, he's crazy. <laughs> You know he trains dolphins too, right? Did he actually? Yeah. See, I had no idea. Yeah, he's a dolphin trainer. He's he legitimately from every realm. This guy is a genius across the board. Yeah. That is insane. Ask him. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely am. I'm gonna see him on Thursday, so I'm definitely like, hey, uh, can we have a conversation about something real quick? And then ask him about eating concrete in Dubois, Pennsylvania. As well. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. That that one was pretty (laughs) bad. Um. So, ten ten years in the business, what have you seen change in in that ten year realm? Because essentially, a lot has. But what what's really stood out for you? Man, I feel like everything's changed really. But I feel like honestly, I think the biggest thing that's like changed is just like the the differences and everything there's not just one like poster child for something you know like it's like for females you don't have to be a size zero and like spray tanned blonde anymore like you you can be like different sizes different colors like bring different like characters to life um and like same with the guys too like it's not like oh man we need all big guys or oh we need like all like lightweights you know like just there's so many different characters and energies now, even like when I started and like, I mean, 
it's long, but it's not that long, like just 10 years. But I mean, like when I started, it was like, not that everybody looked the same, but it was, it was pretty much the same like energy throughout like the first match to like the last match, at least on like the Indies and stuff like that. So like now when you go, it's like you have, you know, like the jock and then you have like people that are just like monsters, but then you have people that are like, creepy but then you have like the barbies and the princesses you know like there's like a little bit for everybody on like each indie show that i've ever been a part of so i think that's like the the greatest change now that it's you're not just force-fed one thing and that that's all you're getting like you get a whole bunch of different things it really is and i I hate to use the word entertainment i'm stealing that from wwe and i don't mean it mean but it really is a show anymore it's from comedy to death to blood to somebody's getting married to all in one indie show anymore it really engulfs wrestling i think compared to what you just said we got action-packed event of all seven foot seven guys wrestling each other right oh damn i Probably wouldn't have bought a ticket if I knew it was going to be all big guys. That's not my style yeah. that I like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that that's, like, the greatest thing, too. Like, I always, like, compared wrestling to, like, a circus for, like, so many reasons. And I feel like one of the biggest things is, like, when you go to a circus, like, you might not like, you know, like, the poodles that are on at, like, the first part of the show or, like, the trapeze, like, and like the second part, but you love like the cannibal and like the elephant and the magicians and stuff like that. And I feel like wrestling should always be like that. Like it shouldn't just be all like hardcore matches or all like lucha matches or anything like that. Like I feel like it's only fair for the wrestlers, but the fans especially to like give them a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. How much wrestling are you getting to watch now? Because I like you said, you're all over the place anymore. But how much do you get to engulf by yourself? And can you watch it as that fan, that one and a half year old fan? Um, it sucks because I can't watch it as much as I would like to. Um, when I'm like working out or on the road or whatever, like I definitely like try to take that time as like to watch just like old and new product. Um, I don't know. I feel like watching it now. I watch it as a wrestler and as a fan because there's there's still certain things that like really pop me, you know, where I'm like, oh my God, that was so sick, you know, but then at the same time, I'm like, holy shit, like, could I pull that off, you know? So it's like, I'm like studying and like nitpicking, but I'm also like sitting down and watching it and being like, wow, that was like a really good show or a really good match. So uh, I, I definitely try to, keep up on it but just sometimes it's hard but i've always been a fan of like the older stuff too so anytime i get like a little bit of downtime i i try to watch as a fan and a wrestler are you watching saturday night mania when uh stone cold's gonna beat the shit out of kevin owens oh my god i have to okay i was making sure yeah i don't even care where i'm at or what i'm doing like a hundred percent like i'm watching i wanted to go um but just because time and everything like i'm not able to and i really really wish that i was just because it's been so long since i've seen steve austin live but no i'm definitely watching it regardless Uh, a couple more questions and i'll let you go i know i said uh an hour but we're just we're driving 
Um, can you can you look back at the one and a half year old, even a six year old, and, and say, "Wow, I I did this, I made it," uh, and feel kind of like a superhero? You know, and like I don't want this to be taken the wrong way by like anybody because I don't mean it in like a cocky way whatsoever. But like I always knew, like I genuinely like always knew, like it it wasn't it wasn't like in my mind as a child that like oh one day I'm gonna be like a champion or like one day I'm gonna make it here like it was just like I just knew that there was no no other option so it was just more so not like oh am I just like oh like how long is it gonna take me to get there pretty much so like I look back on it now like seeing pictures of like the first time I went to a wrestling show or just like when I was younger and having like the wrestling shirts and like the, the wrestling belts and stuff and looking back on it now and being like, damn, like if anything, like I promised like that little version of me that like we were going to do this. And like I did. And it's, it's, it's really cool because it's like, I feel like a lot of people don't get to kind of live that life. Um, Whether like, it's like a dream or not. Like it's just one of those things that I always knew but it's it is really really cool to like look back on it and be like damn like little me would be really proud right now thank you for being honest because there's times i ask that question and people are like well i don't know at least you said you did your precursor of saying that you're not being cocky or anything but you have to be i want you to be because that's essentially somewhat of the wrestling business to say fuck yeah i knew i knew i was gonna do this so thank you. Yeah. You essentially said that without swearing like me, the trucker that I am. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like, and I really don't mean it in like a bad way. It's just like, I've always had a passion for it. And it was just one of those things where it was like, I didn't care like how I did it or like how long it would take or how hard it was going to be. It was just one of those things that like, I knew that I was going to get there eventually. It was just, it was just a matter of time, honestly. Last big question, and we have a couple, you know, funny teasers, and then it's your time to give and promote and do all your thing. Um, what has wrestling given you in your life then? Um, holy, uh, it's given me like everything, honestly. Uh, not to get like emotional with it or anything, but I feel like it definitely gave me a purpose. That's like one thing that I really cling to with wrestling, like even when all else fails and like your back's against the wall with just like life and reality in general, I feel like wrestling has always been my escape ever since I was young and like just getting older and just like living life in reality, you know, it definitely has given me like a sense of purpose. Like this is something that you were made to do. And it's, it's allowed me to travel. I have gotten very lucky with being able to like pay my bills with it. And I've got to always like return to like that home base within me, like being that little kid that like always wanted to wrestle. Wrestling has definitely given me more than I think a lot of people get in their lifetime. So I'm like really, really grateful. And like, I think a lot of people don't understand because they, they aren't um, like dedicated to like something or passionate about something, but I always said that wrestling was like my first love, like my, my marriage to wrestling that you 
you can hate as much as you want, but like at the end of the day, you're never going to get divorced from it. And like, I, and I mean that so much, like, even though there, there's times where wrestling really has made me question a lot of things at the end of the day, like I, I would choose that over absolutely anything. That's a, that's an amazing answer. Um, dream match. And I have a, I have a caveat on this and I know it could have changed six times or whatever, but as of today, we're talking, um, the caveat is I want to know who, where, and the stipulation of the match. Oh man, could it be like anybody? Anybody like, ever? Now? We're we're reincarnating oh. people if you want to. Yes, I have the power. Holy. Okay. Um, I would definitely say either like Monday Night Raw, uh, like the Attitude Era, or like the ECW Arena. Um, man, honestly, like dream dream match would probably be. Me versus Lita, of course. Um, I would have loved to face off against Luna and China, obviously. But as far as like right now, like just as far as like people that are still in the business, stuff like that, Mickey James has been like a constant dream match for me, her and Victoria. And considering they both came from OVW, yep. um, is, is like a, a bigger reason too. But uh, yeah, Right now, probably like the person that's like wrestling and stuff right now, the biggest dream match is Mickey James. Okay, so now see, I'm going to throw this out now. Boom, Mickey's off the wall because she's your legend's dream match. I want somebody that you're going to fight out of WWE and somebody out of AEW then. Oh man, okay. Uh, WWE, um, man, they have so many great people. That's hard. Um, Probably would want to face off against. Wow. Uh, probably Becky Lynch. Um, just because I feel like her, her style's insane. Uh, her, her, Sasha, Charlotte, like just through the roof, like absolutely incredible. Uh, I figured AW. it'd be one. Of, I figured it'd be one of the horsewomen. I really did. I, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you forgot poor Bailey, um, but okay, nonetheless. Listen, Bailey. I love Bailey, and she's so great. But I just think of like babyface Bailey versus like heel Haley Shadows, and like that's just so sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like she she's terrific. Like she she's amazing. But I just think of like um just like a very big heel and a ba- uh, very big baby face. Um, but um, as far as AEW, I would very much like to go against uh, Ruby just because one, she came from OVW, uh, but just like the, the backstory and that is just, she's actually the reason I started on the Indies. Uh, when I stepped away from OVW, uh, she took me like under her wing and like took me on the road with her and stuff like that. And I got to like, train and work with her a little bit and she honestly took me on like the indies for a good like year or two so just i guess more or less like having uh like i guess like aw's eyes like on seeing what like her and i could like do together now as opposed to like when i was still like very new and like in training i feel like would be like really cool like a cool like stepping stone and last question do you get to talk to victoria that much? Do, do, do you? Uh, because since you blew her up on Twitter. 
Um, I haven't actually. Um, okay. My tag team partner, Shauna Reed, got to wrestle her uh, a couple years ago, and I'm still pissed off about it. Um, We've had Shauna on the show. I, I, yeah. Oh yeah, Shauna's great. Um, but I I haven't been able to like actually like sit down and like pick her brain or anything, unfortunately. But she ever does like some sort of like seminar or anything like that, like I'm definitely all about it because she. She inspired me more than I think she'll ever be aware, honestly. Okay, this is your time. One, did I forget anything that you want to bring up? Two, sell your merch, give your socials, uh, where you're going to be, yada, 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 all of that stuff. Um, I don't think we really like missed out on anything. I think we hit like the pinpoints of just like my career and stuff like that. But, um, my my socials i believe are like the same for everything so like twitter and instagram it's haley h-a-y-l-e-y underscore shadows and then uh my facebook is haley shadows as well um and then as far as like april goes um pretty much every thursday uh i'm with ovw um which is a mobile and it's the same like davis arena that it's been (laughs) since like all 50 years yeah (laughs) Yeah, um, and then uh, my first like indie show, I guess, uh, in April is in Muncie, Indiana, where I'm actually the women's champion, uh, and that is April 9th. But like any show that I have, um, I like to promote like the flyer at least like a week ahead of time, um, with like posters, promos, stuff like that. And then as far as like merch, I obviously like sell it at the shows, but um. Any kind of like t-shirt, picture, whatever. I I don't have an actual like site with like wrestling tees or anything like that. I do it all myself. So like any like t-shirt, anything like that, like just uh like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, just like direct message and then we go from there. Yeah. And she's quick on answering back, guys. Let me tell you, we've had this back and forth for a couple of days and like I put my phone down thinking, okay. No disrespect, Haley. Wrestlers don't get back to you at time. Before I put my phone down, you were writing back. I'm like, holy shit, this is somebody that's on the ball. She really wants to come on the show. Do you want to do it? We got everything straightened away. I'm like, yeah, this is what I like. Somebody that's on top of stuff. So kudos to you, kid. See, see like, like it's, it's insane because like, my friends that like don't wrestle and stuff like that, they're like, man. You haven't texted me back in like three days. Like I thought something happened to you. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I don't pay close attention. Then when it comes to wrestling, it's like totally different. It's like, wait, what is this about wrestling? Okay, hold on. And then I'll like reply. But then like I'll have like three or four other text messages from like people that I work with. They're like just like high school friends, whatever. And I'm like, eh, I'll get back to them when I remember, you know. Nice. Shout out to the high school friends. See you later. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. I, I love you endlessly. It's just wrestling you know <laughs> wrestling guys everything she'll be tagged on all the stuff too to make it easy if you are stupid and don't know how to follow people she'll be tagged on all our socials as well Haley, i had a blast um thank you for coming on the show thank you for opening up and, and chatting with us here today as i'm getting a tattoo which was actually monday but it's still today when people are listening to it Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely when you're, like, done with your tattoo session, send me a picture because I'm curious as to, like, who's doing it and what it looks like and stuff because it sounds awesome. I will. I will for sure. Uh, again, thanks for stopping by. 
absolutely. Can't crush your nation. That was Haley Shadows. Yeah, the Barbie killer. The straight edge ass kicker. Some great stories. I didn't know that she was so engulfed in OVW prior. So now coming back to OVW and me knowing more about OVW now and Al and the stupid Daniel Spencer there and all of that stuff. But yeah, uh, that great interview, man. I, I, I had a lot of fun hearing her story. One and a half discovering wrestling and mom being... Uh, essentially like the the godmother showing her wrestling and then taking it away and then giving it back to her. That's awesome. Knowing that wrestling was going to be it from that that day. That day, there's something put in the back of her mind at one and a half, seeing Stone Cold flip people off and know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is the stories that I love, knowing when you know wrestling. I say this all the time. I love talking to wrestlers because everybody's got a different story, and you don't get to hear them. So this is the platform for it, and that's why I welcome anyone and everyone to come on. Let's talk wrestling. Let's, you know, just shoot the shit and talk. You know, we can talk about their matches. We have Haley back on and talk about more matches, about her teaming with, you know, one of our favorites here on Can Crushers, Ray Lynn, and stuff like that. But it's just getting to know her and, you know, the story of finding the business. Man, I I love it. I really do. Haley, once again, thank you for coming on Can Crushers. I had a blast. I hope you guys did too, listening to it here on the Spotlight. Remember, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find podcasts. We are there. Search us up. You're listening to it right now. So follow us there. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all of it's at CanCrusher69. Or drop us an email at CanCrusher69 at gmail.com. And uh, schedule your time. Slide into a DM. let's, Let's talk. Let's be on Can Crushers. But again, remember, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not garbage cannot.